Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Never disappointed with you guys' music. Let's give them another hand. That is, that is, that is awesome. I was able to not cry this time. I felt the urge to boo-hoo. 
but instead I'm going, woohoo! <laughs> I like the rhyme. Oh man, I heard this cute little. Um, I heard this cute little story about this uh, minister who was speaking, and uh, hopefully it doesn't happen to me. But he's just up there preaching and speaking, and all of a sudden he's hearing snoring from the back of the sanctuary. And after a while, he located who it was. It was Mrs. Jones, who was the, the uh, they call her the church mother. So he goes down and he asks this little uh, eight-year-old, hey, Jimmy, can you go wake up Mrs. Jones? And Jimmy goes, why are you asking me? You're the one that put her to sleep. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Oh, man, I thought that was so cute. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, doing this is very serious to me, and especially because my life has been a powerful learning lesson. I'll, I'll put it that way. I think, this, I think earth is an earth school. And when you commit, I, when, when I was at my sister's uh, memor uh, memorial, the minister said that when you give your life to God, what God does to your life is no longer your business, right? And I, I take that seriously. I really take that seriously. So as I'm moving into talking about wisdom this month, you know, I've been living it. It's like God always makes me work it first before I do it. You know, you're supposed to faith is working it, and I work it first, and then I do it, and then I come up, and I'm, I share it with you guys. So like I said in one of my other talks, my lesson and what comes forth through me is my communion to you guys and to the God in you. So, last week we were talking about wisdom and living in it. Living the truth that you know, which is the fifth unity principle. This week, what I want to talk about is trust in the wisdom of God. This is really powerful. The scripture I want, let's see if it works over here. I love, this is like a toy. <laughs> it's like a toy to me. The scripture I want to use, and I guess this, I'm going to read it. The, the bottom part's a little bit um, cut off. Um, but the scripture comes from Proverbs, and it's a popular scripture. I'm going to read it from the King James Version because people know it, that, that version first. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not upon, unto thine own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That's not up here. I'm going to, the one I'm working with will be up there. And the other part is um, number seven, uh, verse seven, which a lot of people do not say. The first verses in Proverbs 3 that I read were five and six. Seven, a lot of people do not read, and it says, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Now, as I say all the time, I usually use several verses of Scripture because it brings up a deeper understanding for me. In Unity, they, we use the New, New Revised Standard Version, but I like the New Living Translation Version, and it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I love reading from the Word. Let me put the Word in my hand. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which way, which path to take. And the other part's kind of cut off. I'm going to have to be more mindful when I make my slides. It says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. 
We're going to dive into this a little deep today because this is kind of important in that theme, trust in the wisdom of God. First of all, let's look at wisdom. Wisdom is the power that represents the month of March. In wisdom, the disciple is who? James, but which James? Son of Zebedee. And he is the brother of John. So when Jesus talked about the sons of thunder, he was talking about James and his brother John. The body center, because every power that we have, every spiritual factor, fac faculty that we have is experienced in the spiritual realm, is experienced in the mental realm, and it's experienced in our body center. There's a location in our body center as well. And Charles Fillmore was saying that it is in the pit of the stomach, it's in the back of the stomach, you know, you get that gut feeling, and it's the solar plexus, which is the sun man. So let's read the, uh, what the power is together. The ability to evaluate, discern, apply what you know. Now Charles Fillmore says that it is intuitive knowing that it is spiritual intuition, is the voice of God within as the source of our understanding, and it's also mental action based on Christ's truth within. That's really powerful, so we're going to deal with that. We're going to deal with that deeply because we are created to have dominion over our world, but it starts in the spiritual realm first. Your awareness of who you are in spirit and then it also comes from using the law that you are. You are spirit, and spirit is divine law. And when we learn to be and act and perform what our life is in the realm, consciously in the realm of law, because law is always working. So that third unity principle, thoughts held in mind, produce after their kind, every thought that you think is going to produce, every thought that you think, even the thoughts that you think are frivolous, they will produce. But when we walk in wisdom... We consciously create. We intentionally consciously create. And I want us to walk in a space where we are intentionally and consciously creating that which we truly want in our life. You like that idea? I like that idea too. I like that idea too. So I'm going to start, the, I'm going to talk on each scripture one at a time. The first scripture is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. You know that negates itself, right? If you're depending on your own understanding, you are not anywhere near trusting God. And if you trust God, there's nowhere inside of you that is depending on what you think you know. Because you know that what you think you know is nowhere near who you are and what you really are. And you also know that you only see a little bit of the picture of all the experiences that you've had in this lifetime right now. But God is everything, everything. That which you know the little bit, uh, the little bit that we know, and then the infinite of God. Do you trust someone in your life, right? Is there someone in your life that you really trust right now? Yes? You trust them with your heart, your mind, and your soul. You know you can depend on that person no matter what. 
But are there some times that the person falls short because of their humanness? Yeah, even you can fall short if you depend on yourself, right? Not with God. Not with God. There's no way ever that God will fall short. That's why in everything you do, you trust that being that created you, that essence that you are that created you, and you tap into it. This is, but when you look at this, a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. But do they really know what it means? Because when you walk in wisdom, wisdom really takes three faculties working together. Here it says trust in the Lord. That's having faith. That's having absolute faith in the Lord. But it's more than having faith in the Lord, this being that's up there that's judging us. No, it's the essence of the divine law and spirit that you are, that you are having faith in. And then it says faith in it, to have trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. The heart represents love. And love is that unifying, binding power that you are. And when you have faith, in the Lord, in spirit. See, the Lord is the master that you follow. That's what Lord means, is what you follow. It's the ruler of your life. So we can be following human things. That's your Lord. When we're leaning on our understanding, that's our Lord in that moment. Because all we can see is the logical part of it. But when you trust in spirit, you go past anything that makes any sense. There is no logic in spirit. There literally is no logic in spirit. Does that make sense? So do we know maybe a parable that you've heard of that has no logic at all, but it's a manifestation of a miracle? You ever heard of a miracle that Jesus performed that there was no logic in it, but it worked? You want to call one out? Exactly. What did he do with the guy that did the pool? He just talked to him. Get off your mat and walk. First, he asked him, don't you want to be healed? When he asked him, don't you want to be healed, the guy was only worried about the reason why he couldn't be healed. I can't make it to that. I can't make it to that fountain. To him, in the logical realm, because the angels were stirring up the water, that's the only way he could be healed. So because he couldn't get to that water, because everybody was getting there before him, he couldn't be healed. That's not what you focus on, the how, the way, or even the healing itself. You focus on God. You trust in God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. It is not the healing that you want. It's the presence of God manifesting in your life. That's what you want. You want to be the expression of it. We were created to be the expression of it, and that's what you want. You have those moments where you might feel lonely, even when you're in a room with other people, you feel lonely. And when somebody tries to talk to you, you still feel lonely. You don't want the human experience. You want an expression of God. And we tend to seek things from other people. And we get upset because they can't give it to us. But they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to. You're supposed to tap. We are created to tap in the essence of who we are, made in God's image and likeness, and be it. So we're sitting around seeking things from other people that are not supposed to come from other people. We are supposed to trust only in who? God. I want you to say that affirmation with me three times. I trust in God. 
I trust in God. Now close your eyes and like really seriously feel it when you say it. Don't just say it. Affirmations are being that expression of it. Together, I trust in God. That means that you will not seek things from other people. Okay, let's do the other part. You, oh, I love that. It worked. You will seek his will in all you do. And what does it say will happen when you seek his will? And he will show you which path to take. Thank you. We're doing this together. We're doing this together. So we're sitting around seeking for love, affirmation, approval, finances, because we think the finances come from the company we work for. They really don't. The company that we work for, wherever we get our finances, we've tapped into the frequency of currency. And when you tap into the frequency of currency, and that's what you're focusing on is doing your best. And if you do your best, you will be paid win-win. That activates the vibration in you to expect it to come, and it comes. When you doubt, you slow it down. Who are we supposed to seek? His will, God's will. God's will is the law manifest in your life. Our will is our free will, which is our choice, right? What do you think God's choice is for you? Good, joy, absolute good. Not just good, absolute good all the time. All the time. Think about what you want to give to those in your life who you really love. You want to give your best, right? Well, God is that best. When you seek that, you will get it from other people. Even when they're not giving it to you, because you still see the God in them. And so you still receive it from them because you expect it from them, because you see it in them. Even when they're not expressing it, you still see it in them, and when you see it in them, you're receiving it from them, from the Christ within them. As you look in their eyes, you say, I behold the Christ in you. That's what you draw forth is the Christ in them, no matter how they act. Why? Because God is always in the midst of every situation. Wisdom is knowing it. Wisdom is trusting the essence of God first. And then wisdom is seeking your answers, your outcome from God and knowing that it will be the right outcome. First, when we say, okay, God, you know what? I, I, I trust in you. Okay, but I'm going to plan to do this, and then I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do this and that. That's going back to your own understanding. When you say, God, I seek you with all my heart, I know you will show me the way. What happens is that intuition. Remember last week we talked about intuition? That's the first part of stepping into wisdom. You start getting a feeling, a gut feeling, a knowing. You hear something. You get an impression. Something happens. There's these mystical coincidences that happen all the time. Yesterday I was at a training, uh, a youth and family training at Detroit Unity Temple, and I just had to, I just had, I just had a feeling to walk upstairs and I was going to ask a question, and there was a lady who was walking down. And I was like, hi, how are you? I introduced myself to her. Now, I could have just had her walk past me, but she didn't feel like she was part of the training. There were some people filtering down there who were part of the training, who I met later, but I just had a feeling she wasn't. 
That's the intuition. Uh, she's not a part of this training. I'm asking, hi, what's your name? I'm Reverend Kelly Coates, you know. She's like, oh, I'm looking for the Palmer Park, you know, uh, meeting. I'm like, let's go figure out where we're supposed to be. So I go upstairs to the second floor, and I talk to the manager, the uh, church director, you know, manager of the church, the office manager, and I ask her about it. She says it's not till next Saturday, right? So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let, well, I'll go downstairs, and I'll tell her. She's like, I'll come down there with you. So we're walking down the stairs together, and I tell the lady, and she walks away. But I'm still walking down the stairs to get, I'm like, come on down and have some lunch with us, because we were having lunch. I feel intuitively led to tell her, whatever choice you make, I don't know why I feel led to tell you this, Jerry, but whatever choice you want to make, I promise you that when you leave where you're standing and trying to stay, there'll be somebody else to fill that spot. There'll be somebody else to fill that spot. And the truth is, you've outgrown it. Somebody's grown to be in that position. You're blocking their blessing, and you're blocking your own blessing, and you're blocking the blessing of the environment that's need to be enhanced by that new person coming in and you leaving and going into your space. She's like, oh, I was just thinking about that this morning. I was just asking God, what is my next step? Wisdom. Following what? Going up and just asking that lady and somebody else would have helped her, but Jerry would have never gotten the message that was confirmation to what she was asking God that morning. And I wouldn't have got an opportunity to bless somebody else with what God had for me. God always gives us an opportunity to be in wisdom, the expression that enhances our life, but I promise you it will enhance somebody else's life as well. We are all one. We're not here to just be an island. We're here that when we rise up, we draw all men onto us. But the pe person we draw onto us, the all men, are those who are vibing in the message that we are meant to give. Not everybody received Jesus' message when he was walking. Not everybody received it. Only those who were meant to receive it at the moment received it, and they carried it on. And 2,000 and something years later, we're still walking in the message of it because those 12 and the other ones, the other disciples, followed that. And also because the other ones rejected it because it was evidence of the proof of it when Jesus proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Does that make sense? We're here to prove God beyond a shadow of a doubt, and we do it by walking in wisdom. Not our own intellect, because if we know the reason why, and we can explain the reason why, that's not faith. If we do it because I'm only interested in me, that's not love. And then if we do it on our own intellectual, that's not wisdom. There's no proof in there that it was God manifesting in your life. It's your own actions. We're here to be a demonstration of something beyond what we see and beyond what we are, beyond its physical. Don't you know that exchange was beyond what I could see? But I felt it deeply. With the young lady I helped and with the the office manager of the, of the church. That's what we're here to do. Our life when we walk in wisdom and we trust in the wisdom of God is not to do it for ourselves only, it's to do it for the world. So the next affirmation that connects to this, is this making sense? The next affirmation. Say this, this first one with me together. I seek the will of God. The will of God is the law in action. It's the choice of God to manifest in your life. But you cannot allow it until you seek it. The Bible says, seek and you will what? 
find, knock and what? It'll be answered. And what's the other one? Ask, ask and what? You shall receive. Seeking is a form of asking. Because when you seek, you rise in the vibration of what you want. That vibration triggers law of attraction, and law of attraction brings it to you. That makes sense? Jesus took the, the fish and the bread. He said, you're going to feed them. They're like, how are we going to feed them? Logically, it didn't make sense, did it? He raised them up and spoke to God, right? And he blessed it to multiply. Then he put it down, and he cut it. So you trust in God first. You trust in God and all that is spiritual. And then you seek it. Raise it up. God, I know you're going to feed the multitudes. God, I know you're going to pay my bills. <laughs> and then the next step. Together, I am guided by divine wisdom in every thought, word, and action. Wisdom is truth in action. You tap into it through spirit. You be it. When you tap into it, you be it. Then you seek the expression of it in your life, and you move when you're led. Come on. There we go. Let's read that last verse together. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now, you see that word evil, right? What is the word backwards? The word live, right? That's all that evil means, is when you live backwards. That's all it means. When you're working in duality, here's the same thing. Don't be impressed with your own what? Wisdom. Our wisdom is really nothing. That's why the Bible says it's foolish wisdom. Foolish wisdom. That, that, I mean, that God's foolish wisdom is more powerful than our wisdom. Because it's foolish wisdom when we think about it from a human perspective. How are you going to take these loaves of fish and, I mean, these little loaves of fish, really? These pieces of fish and the loaves of bread. How are you going to feed it with only this little bit and feed 5,000 people? That's foolish. God's wisdom is always going to seem foolish to us if we are looking from human eyes. Always, always, you are going to be pushed sometimes to do something that does not make sense. And how in the world am I going to do this? In that moment, God wants to manifest in your life the presence of God's will, which is absolute good, and the demonstration of truth. God wants to move you into wisdom. We are that. Wisdom is truth in action, and God wants to move us into that expression through faith and through love. Faith roots us in it. It roots you in it because you cannot be moved. You cannot be moved. And love connects you to it, knowing you are one with it, and it balances you so that the choices that you make are balanced in spirit. They're balanced in spirit. They are balanced in spirit. Say that with me. They are balanced in spirit. I am spirit together. I am spirit. I am balanced in spirit together. I am balanced in spirit. And that is the absolute truth no matter how it goes. You can be knocked down, but you, cannot be, you can also be knocked down but not knocked out. 
That's why people who experience when there's calamities in their life can still stay in a space of joy. It's like, okay, I'm going to see how God's going to work this out. That's awesome business for me. And I'm getting more into that space. Oh, wow, here we go. Something's about to happen, God. Something's about to happen, and I'm ready for it. And I'm ready to be it. Be the faith that roots you in the balance of love to walk in the truth of God. So I was reading this story about this young man who was working at a hotel in Philadelphia years ago. And you may have heard this story. I don't know if you have. And two an elderly, elderly couple came in at that time. And there was a um, convention going on in Philadelphia at the time. So all of the major hotels were full. And that's where they like to go, to the nice grand hotel. So they came to his hotel. It was a small hotel at the time. And, he, and they asked him, um, did he, the, after the elderly man had his woman have a seat, that was so nice, he seated his wife first, and came up to the desk. And he was like, um, so are there any rooms here? Are there no rooms in any of the major hotels? And the clerk said, no, there aren't. That's because there's a convention going on. All the, room, the hotels are full. Even as a matter of fact, here as well. And, but it was a storm going outside, on outside. Now, this young man walked in wisdom and always gave exceptional service. He didn't want them walking. His heart didn't feel right having them go back out in that rain. He said, you know what? I, I, I can't turn you out in the rain at 1 o'clock in the morning. You know what? Why don't you take my room? It may not be the best room like the, the Ritz Hotel or all the other high hotels, but it, it'll keep you warm. You'll be comfortable and so they went and they said, well, first they were like, no, that's okay. I don't want to put you out of your room. He said, you know what? There's so many corners in this hotel. I can find a place to take a brief nap. I'll be okay. So they took the room. The next morning, as the, as the husband was paying his bills, he said, you know what? You are the kind of manager that will be a perfect boss in the best hotel in the United States. And a young man looked at him, and they all chuckled for a minute about that. And he helped them into their uh, cab and everything. Exceptional service all the way to the end of getting them, hailing a cab for them all the way. That's how he was in his heart. And he was intuitively guided to be that way towards others. Every time you give an act of service to someone, especially when you're guided to do it, not necessarily if you do it just because, oh, I'm just supposed to do this to look good. I'm going to do it. That doesn't tap you into wisdom. That's intellectual. I'm supposed to look good, so I'm going to do it. But if you do it because you're led to do it for no other reason, he didn't have to go out there and do the rest of it. He could have had a bell cap or whoever you call the person who, you know, he could have had someone else help him. He did it. He had that connection. He did it. Helped him into the car, into the cab. A couple years later, he had barely, he had just about forgot about it, right? He gets a letter in the mail saying how much this couple enjoyed his extraordinary service. Now, I'm sure he got a lot of service, uh, recommend, you know, things like that. I used to when I was working. But this guy got invited to New York by this couple. Round trip. Come out and, come out and, and visit us. I want to show you around New York. So he goes out there. He gets the old man, meets him, and then takes him to a, cor a street in New York. It's a huge building. It looks like a palace being built. It's still in the works. And he's like, wow, this is big. This is awesome. This is a nice building. You're showing me the ropes. Thank you for showing me around. The guy tells him, this is the hotel that I made for you. This is the hotel I made for you, and you're going to be the manager there. The name of that, man that hotel was the Wardoff 
Astoria Hotel in New York. And let me say it again. Waldorf, thank you. I want to say it right. Waldorf. And the guy's name was George C. Bolt. And he became the first manager. That's a famous hotel, isn't it? And it was known for its service. Wisdom in action. It's not for big things. It's not created to be just for big things. It's created to be a way of life. But it helps because it creates the big things. It creates the big things. It's just a way of life. Living where you connect and trust God. Living where you seek God in everything. And then as you seek God in everything, you follow what you're led to do. And you'll have moments where you say, that doesn't make sense to me. That's duality creeping in. You negate that duality. Do not be impressed by your own wisdom. And instead, you fear the Lord. Now, let's work on that real quickly before I close. Fearing the Lord. Fear means to be in awe and to reverence and to honor. That's what fear means. It doesn't mean to be afraid of in this metaphysical meaning of this and how it's written here. It means to be in reverence of it, to be in all of it. And actually, it means when you see it here, to fear the Lord means to be in all of who you are in all your spiritual expression. You, not this God outside of you, is to, to be in awe of you. And notice as I step inside and trust that God exists in me, and I trust and seek what God's telling me, and I work on it no matter what, God will guide me in the right and perfect ways every single time. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Walking up those stairs just to get instructions to see if that um, um, Palmer Park meeting was yesterday or not, that wasn't big. But the connection I made with Jerry was big for her and for me. It was little. But it made a big mark on her life and mine. And that's what we're here to do. So when we trust in the wisdom of God, we become the highest expression of who we are. I have a couple affirmations for us to do before we close out. Oh, I'm feeling it. You feeling God? Yeah. I'm feeling God. Oh, my gosh. Say this with me together. I trust only in the wisdom of God. Say it again. I trust only in the wisdom of God. And one more time. I trust only in the wisdom of God. Is that it? Yep, that's it. So amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Trust in the wisdom of God. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>